Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes, the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 466. We're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Let's read a passage. I wrote this very thing so that when I came, I wouldn't have pain from those who ought to give me joy. Because I'm confident about all of you that my joy will also be yours. For I wrote to you with many tears, out of an extremely troubled and anguished heart, not to cause you pain, but that you should know the abundant love I have for you. Well, this is 2 Corinthians. It's part of a long series of Paul's dealings with the church in Corinth. Remember, Paul visited Corinth initially on his second missionary journey. And he spent 18 months in Corinth and founded the church. Well, then later on his third missionary journey, he was in Ephesus, and it seems he had written them an initial letter. Then he followed it up with the letter that we know as 1 Corinthians. And 1 Corinthians with response to their letter back to him and some things he had heard about, some of the problems in the church. He sent 1 Corinthians, and whether he sent it with Timothy or sent Timothy about the same time, that's hard to say which, but based on Timothy's report back to Paul then in Ephesus on how they received 1 Corinthians and what the status of the church was, Paul decided that he needed to change his travel plans that he had talked about in 1 Corinthians and went there for a quick visit. It didn't go well. It, it blew up. Paul left quickly and there was uh, a lot of problems. We don't know exactly the problems, but there was opposition to Paul And it seems like the whole church either participated in it or more likely just didn't participate and allowed some abuse to take place toward Paul without the church actually stepping in and dealing with the problem. So Paul went back to Ephesus and he wrote a letter. He had told them he was going to visit, but instead he wrote this letter. And that's a letter he talks about today. It's a, we're described as a tearful letter. We don't really know much about it other than he was laying out the problem and laying out his heart in front of him. And he sent Titus to take the letter to Corinth. Then Paul left Ephesus. He ended up over in Macedonia. And that's where Titus came back and linked up with him. And Titus brought the report that the majority of the church had come around and decided they really do support Paul. But there's a, a sizable minority who don't. And that's the purpose of 2 Corinthians to try and win the rest of the church over. So that's what he's dealing with here, their concern about his travel plans, that he said he was going to visit, but all he did was send a letter via Titus. Does he just not keep his word, or does he not consider us to be important enough to visit? So they're offended over this. Paul's trying to, well, explain things. One, it's, you just got to trust me here. I'm not being willy-nilly in everything I do. I'm trying to follow the Lord and deal with things as they happen. So, verse 3, I wrote this very thing so that when I came, I wouldn't have pain from those who ought to give me joy. Well, I wrote this very thing. Is he referring to the letter itself or just the content of the letter? It's the same meaning either way, but what is it he wrote? He wrote the content of the letter uh, that There were were problems that needed to be taken care of. And he says, I did that so I wouldn't have pain from those who ought to give me joy. Pain and joy has been a big 
theme throughout this whole section here that ideally they should be a source of joy for him and he should be a source of joy for them. And that's not been the case. The painful visit was, wasn't a joy for anybody. And his point here is I wrote a letter because to show up would have been more painful. And I, it's the whole reason I wrote the letter, so there wouldn't be additional pain. And yeah, it's because I'm confident about all of you that my joy will also be yours. Now, based on past behavior, I don't know he's got much room to be confident about anything. Or is he just trying to model appropriate Christian behavior here? He has confidence in them, confidence in their faith. He wants them to have confidence in their faith and his faith. About my joy will also be yours. Now, what is his joy? I've got to believe it's the news from Titus that things are looking better. And that is a joyous thing. So I'm confident that we're going to resolve all this. There's going to be reconciliation. Reconciliation's a big deal. It's, um, well, it's the sort of thing God models for us. When we are sinners separated from God under condemnation, God just doesn't cast us aside, he offers reconciliation. And he took the initiative for reconciliation. Jesus went to the cross to take the death penalty of sin on himself under God's initiative, not based on anything we had done. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were enemies of God when Christ died for us. So God took the initiative to bring about reconciliation. Still requires a response on our part, but God took the initiative to bring about reconciliation. That's what Paul's doing here. Paul's trying to bring about reconciliation. There's a couple of reasons for this. One is because he really does care about them. He, he isn't just going to write them off. But also, remember, Corinth is a strategic city for the spread of the gospel. It is a crossroads, and he wants a healthy church there in order to propagate the gospel to the world. But I think the bigger thing is he actually cares about them. He planted that church. He's the one who brought them the gospel, the one who saw them initially come to faith. And he wants to make sure they stay healthy in the faith. And verse 4, For I wrote to you with many tears, out of an extremely troubled and anguished heart. So here he's talking about, this, that's why we call this the, the tearful letter. I wrote with many tears. I wrote this thing. A lot of tears involved. Now, it doesn't imply that it's a harsh letter, just a very heartfelt letter. Tears on his part, not tears on their part. He is heartbroken with how things turned out, heartbroken that the relationship is damaged. And that's what he's telling them in this letter is how heartbroken he is. Extremely troubled and anguished heart. He says, not to cause you pain, but that you should know the abundant love I have for you. So his desire is not to hurt them. So is there harsh language in it? It's hard to say. He, he doesn't he didn't tell us what he actually said, just that it was uh, out of the overflow of his heart. And his desire wasn't to cause pain, but to show him that he has love for them. And this is evident in the fact that he's pursuing the relationship. He's not giving up on them. He's not saying, well, if you guys are going to be so incredibly stubborn, you guys are going to be so incredibly stuck up and snooty about everything and not listen to anything I say, then forget it. I don't have time for this sort of thing. No, he 
keeps pursuing the relationship. So you look at his motives for this tearful letter. His first motive is that his next visit in person would bring joy and not pain. He made that clear in verse 3 here. He, he wants his face-to-face visit to be a joyful thing, not a painful thing. He doesn't want to have to come and discipline. He wants to come and lift them up, setting the stage for the next visit. Second motive for this letter is he wanted to let them know of his love for them. He made that clear in verse 4. I really do care about you guys. I really do love you. And third, we haven't seen it yet. We'll we'll see it in a little bit down in verse 9, but he wants to test their obedience. Because apparently there's a challenge in this letter. Are you going to do the right thing? Are you going to do what God has called you to do? And that was a motivation for sending this letter to test their obedience. And fourthly, he wanted to reveal to them their, the real desires of their heart. They really do want to have a relationship with Paul. So it was trying to prompt that out of them. We won't really see that clearly until chapter 7 of 2 Corinthians. But these are the, the motives that come out of this letter for why he sent the tearful letter. He's wanted to reveal his heart, that you know, he really loves them. He wants to reveal their heart. They really do love him and test in their obedience, and set the stage for the next visit. Now, he will have a next visit. He will visit them in the, the flesh, face-to-face, and that will be during his third missionary journey, which he's currently on. So, I'm not sure how long it's going to take, but he will be there. And he'll actually write the letter to the church at Rome while in Corinth. So, you see, things will get better, but it's a, a mess right now. It seems to have gotten better after Titus's visit. Now he's sending Titus back again with 2 Corinthians to hopefully fix things enough to where he can have a fruitful visit with them that won't be tied up with discipline. Discipline is tough. It is hard. And it's easier often to just sever the relationship. But discipline is necessary because so often you're not going to get to reconciliation without discipline. Now, if everybody's got a good heart for the Lord, everybody can see their own sinful behavior, everybody can repent and forgive one another, you don't need discipline. But sometimes, if people are being stubborn, you need some discipline to force them to see their sinful ways and then hopefully prompt them toward confession of sins and forgiveness of one another, and reconciliation. So that's what Paul's working on here, is he's working on reconciliation, and he's trying to bring over the rest of the group who have yet to declare that they really do care about Paul and set him up for his next visit. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.